Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Well, working at the university, I was very fortunate to be in the same, there was a staff locker space at the bottom of uh, the kinesiology building, building, which was absolutely awesome. Very few people used it, but I was able to bike back and forth to work for most of my career there. And one of the people in a locker right near me was a Killam scholar, one of the highest, best thinkers in the space of uh, one area. And I, I want to keep him anonymous because I never talked to him about sharing this story. So here it is just for you. I was talking to him about uh, knowledge and experience because he was clearly one of the best scholars in the world in his area. Amazing person, very humble. I really enjoyed my time with him. So no matter what the situation was, whether we were changing or whatever uh, we were doing to get ready for our day, I would ask him questions every time, anytime I could pick his brain. I was so fortunate to have a Killam Scholar changing and in the same area as me. I felt bad for him, but he apparently enjoyed the conversations, which is all right. One of the things I kept asking him was, where does wisdom come from? I was, I was struggling with this thought. Because I'd met a lot of people who were incredibly smart, especially at a university, there's some very smart people. Unfortunately, uh, not everything always worked out for them, but they were so intelligent, they couldn't forget anything. So why would someone who knew so much be able to have struggled uh, doing some real basic things? As we were talking, I kept asking him, you know, what makes you a, a scholar at this level? And he's like, well, I've never thought about that. But the beauty of talking to him is he'd go and work out or do whatever. And he would come back with progressive thoughts on the topic that I was asking him about. So he came back and I said, well, you know, we, we keep talking about this. Do you know people who are smarter than you? And he's like, oh, a lot of people are way smarter than me. And he's a very humble person for how smart he is. Um, so I was like, well, how are they doing? He's like, well, not too well. And then I said, so what is it again? What is it that makes you who you are? And he kept saying, well, I don't know. We kept having this conversation. And then I eventually kind of started to think about what was the difference between what he was learning and what all the other researchers were learning. The biggest one that I saw was it, his ability to apply his knowledge to what he was doing. He actually knew what the world was looking for. He knew the problems he was trying to solve and it actually knew what it meant. So although he had a lab and he was doing research on an ongoing basis, he was hands-on into the community. I I would say he knew more than most people about the industry that his research was affecting. So if he himself says he wasn't the most intelligent person, and I bet you a lot of that's out of humility because he was super smart. Um, what is what is really going on with this knowledge uh, equation? If if you know a lot but you can't achieve as much as other people, 
where is the uh, where's the secret sauce? So I start with knowledge. Obviously, we think we know more. Well, the truth is we have more knowledge in our pocket than most people have been able to gather. Well, actually, then, well, it's 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 what the entire human race can gather. It's all in our pocket. So knowledge is cheap. It's really cheap. So then what do you think? Is it experience? Well, I have also met people who have an enormous amount of experience in their lives. And they're still struggling. I have met young people who are seem like they're wiser than old people with 10 times more experience. So what is it? If it's not knowledge and it's not wisdom, what are we left with? This one's been struggling with, I, I've been struggling with this for years, just continually thinking about it. And I met this researcher who's trying to, he's trying to discover what creates wisdom. And I was looking at his research. I actually disagreed with his outcome as well, because it still had to do with knowledge and experience. And, and I've met people with a lot of both who have been, have struggled with wisdom, making wise decisions or shrewd decisions, trying to move forward. Of course, you got to def- you have different definitions of wisdom, but you got to really think this through. So, again, if it's not knowledge, it's not experience, then what is the piece that's missing in so many people's lives today? It's a piece that I hunt for when I do interviews all the time. And that is, I believe, reflection. It's not just knowledge. It's not just experience. It's the ability to reflect and then the ability to change. Reflection often doesn't come naturally to people. Most people don't reflect. It's actually one of the biggest concerns of modern psychology with young people is every moment a young person has to reflect, guess what they do? And I'm, I'm a culprit of this. If you see somebody that's uncomfortable in a room, what do they do? Do they stand there? Do they try and approach somebody to talk? Or do they reach in their pocket and grab their phones? It's that phone in your hand that's taking away your ability to reflect on the experience you have. You can do it just for entertainment. You can take it out to, you know, watch the the news or learn about a sports team and how something how the score is on a game, whatever it might be. Each one of those moments, if you're hurting, you're actually soothing instead of resolving your matter. When I was reading, there was an article on human emotions, and they basically said that depression is a very essential part of your life because it's through depression that you start changing your life. And what is it in depression that makes you change your life? It's the reflection. You take a moment. You step back and you really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Who am I? What am I worth? And you make these decisions to change your life. Hard times is usually, for me, the precursor to people showing an ability to change their behavior. So this this is my formula, and I, I think people will have different views of this, but my formula is definitely knowledge. Plus experience, knowledge is the easiest thing to test on somebody. It's super easy. Plus experience, that's also easy. How many years have you done this? How many? But neither of those have been an indicator to me on someone's ability to succeed in their job. 
It's actually the ability to reflect and change. And for some people, that reflection is caused by pain. So when you hear stories of people really changing their life, they've absolutely been crushed. They dusted themselves off. They realized what their purpose is, and they went after it. And then finally, of of course, you can't achieve anything if you don't believe in it. So you've got to believe in the change. And you've got to lean forward saying that I am not this person anymore. I'm going to be this person. I've seen people who have said they've changed. And what I've learned is if you don't hunt for that moment of pain, that moment where you bottomed out and you needed to get back up and change your life, in, in all of the cases I've found without that moment, that, that epiphany, people have not been able to sustain the change. Yes, it's a, tr- it's, it's a struggle to hold to a change. But without that moment, it's really difficult. So next time you're meeting people and you're trying to learn and you're trying to grow, just remember, knowledge means nothing. It's cheap but it's your ability to use it. And experience means nothing if you're not learning from it. But it's your ability to use those two together and to reflect on them and then to make it impact your life and really change your life. It's moments like those that allow you to grow. So don't pull out your phone. Don't get distracted and use those as opportunities for growth. And also when you're working with staff, make sure to give them the time to reflect. Give them the time to change their behavior so that they also can grow. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from Leading Lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com. 